Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special edition of the Headlock and Hip Toss for the Wrestle Alliance podcast. I am your host with the most, Agent Frost, along with my comrades. Introduce yourselves, please. What's up, everybody? It's a new year, but it's the same old me, Madam B. What up, homie G-Slaces? It's your boy, Big Daddy. All right, so tonight's card, well, t- tonight's card, today's card, it's Saturday. Today's card goes as advertised. We are going to talk about the life of one Mr. Brody Lee and this week in Wednesday. <laughs> I don't know, this week, yeah, this week in Wednesday. And as well as our year review. So I hope you guys had a good Christmas. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, what have you, and had a great New Year's. Hope you guys have been safe. So, let's kick it off with the main card, shall we? What time is it? Main card time. Yes. It is main card time. So... Yes, he was. He was correct. It's a new year. I'm going to try to get these things right first. Right. <laughs> so, this week in uh, Wednesday, let's talk about Impact. It was uh, a... So, what happened? A lot. Not a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, we did see the debut of Jazz. Which is awesome. And apparently she said, like, this year was going to be her, like, retirement tour. Well, if anybody, if, name, I was about to say, name me a, name me a female other than Jazz who deserves a retirement tour right now. Honestly, nobody. Exactly. Yeah, I can't think of anybody. Exactly. So it's... So it's long overdue, and she's uh, obviously Jazz from ECW fame, and also uh, WWE former women's champion. Especially uh, her her career spanned from I think the '90s to the mid 2000s, and she's been doing some stuff on the indie circuit. But yeah, it's good to see her back, and hopefully she gets the uh, the retirement that she deserves. Yeah, I agree. Also, they had a. Um, Tribute to Bob Ryder on this show. Who was Bob Bob Ryder? Bob Ryder was uh, one of the one of the OGs when it when it came to uh, founding Impact Wrestling, formerly known as TNA. Because uh, he was the one who talked to Jeff and his father Jerry Jarrett into starting the company in the first place. Yep. Awesome. He was uh, 64 years old. We had the Motor City Machine Guns versus Triple XL. Yeah. We also had, um, but yeah, the the Motor City Machine Guns did win. Triple uh, XL, I don't really get their gimmick, but they're actually pretty decent big men. 
Yes, he did. He dro- you can tell he dropped like he shedded some weight. same way um jazz and jordan grace defeated renee michelle and killer kelly to advance in the uh knockouts tag title tournament mm-hmm. so for those of you who are um i don't know i just hope they sign killer kelly Definitely. Like, say what you want about Tessa Blanchard, but after she left, with all due respect to Deanna Perrazzo, uh, the knockouts division hasn't, to me, hasn't really stood out as much. Most definitely. So we had Johnny Swinger and Cody Diener. Uh, the match barely started because they got attacked by Eric Young and uh, Joe Dory. Uh-huh. So they're still wreaking havoc on Impact. We had Knockouts champion Deanna Perrazzo calling out Sue Young. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo and Kimberly took advantage of the distraction. She blocked Young's poison mist, leaving it in Young's throat, which can sting a little bit. And Perrazzo spiked her with the uh, Costa Nostra Gotch pile driver. Say that five times fast. Wait, what? <laughs> right? Costa Nostra. Gotch pile driver. Oh wow. Yes. Diana Perazzo Diana Perazzo using a pile driver in this match. Not 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 no, it wasn't even a match, it was just a segment. Oh, 
I'm just I'm just glad to see Diana Perrazzo like finally reaching her potential, you know. Right. It is, and didn't she debut new gear with this match, or am I, or was I looking at a different picture? What do you mean? Well, she I thought she got away from the uh, the news panel sheer uh, gear. And went towards like a purple kind of onesie gimmick. Yeah, even though she looks good with the weight. She does. I'm not saying she doesn't. It's just that gear didn't flatter her very. It's the yeah, it, her. yeah, it, it has to have flattering gear. And we will get to uh, a rant because I know you have a soapbox to grind with. So, um, we I, had Moose and I Chris Bay. I think Bay. a little bit of a box with this, but then on the same token, it's like I don't because I guess it just depends on the individual person. But yeah, it's, what are you doing? <laughs> Moose and Chris Bay confronting, um, Rich Swan. So at least you have some challengers. And then we had um, Crazy Steve taking on Rohit Raju for the Impact X Division Championship. Uh-huh. Rohit Raju did win, so he's so his push still continues. Is it sad to say that I'm beginning to hate Ro- Rohit Raju as the X Division Champion now? Why? Is it good heat or bad heat? It's turning, it's slowly turning into go away heat. Oh, wow. For me, it's just like, okay, dude, we freaking get it. You know, you're a chicken, you're a heel and you're a chicken shit heel. I need that. Hmm. I'm just, I'm, I'm getting over it a little bit. Understandable. And then we had the, um, the ever so the ever continuing feud of Willie Mack and Chris Bay. Again? Yes, I'm like, please stop fighting each other. Even though you guys have good matches. Willie Mack defeated Chris Bay. And um but he can barely celebrate though. As he was um attacked by Moose. Rich Swan came for the save, setting Moose to the floor, then Chris Bay dropped him. So they're pushing Chris Bay and Moose for oh, that's um, good. I mean, a, personally, I don't think they should be pushing Moose, but eh, whatever. Or why not? I, I, I'm at the point. I'm almost the same way with Moose too. It's like, are you kidding me, dude? How long are you walking around with that old ass belt, and you're still trying to no? No, no, no. So, let's talk about NXT. Okay. It was the it, it was the award show. And uh-huh. the and so I'm just going to we're going to play a guessing game and you're going to guess which uh, you know, what won the award. So, okay. Event of the year. On what of the year? 
No, event of the year. Not match, but, like, you know, what event for NXT? It better freaking be Halloween Havoc. Halloween Havoc. Please say Halloween Havoc. Takeover War Games. Okay, rivalry of the year. That would have to be Dijakovic and When was this? I, I was gonna, I was gonna say because I don't remember that. I remember Dijakovic and Keith Lee. Yeah, and Dijakovic is not even in NXT right now. Okay, um, yeah, that's that's a weird. That's I I I don't even know about that. Um. Madam Bogsworth, what is your prediction? Um, I'm gonna say Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano. You are both incorrect. Damn. The rivalry of the year, and I actually agree with this, Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. Breakout star of the year. If you get this wrong, I'm going to be so disappointed. Shotzi Blackheart. Big? Yeah, I'm Shotzi. You are correct. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> okay, tag team of the year. There wasn't a lot. No, it really wasn't. Yeah, there wasn't a... Big is correct. For the third year in a row? Right? So, uh, female competitor of the year. It is, it is Io Shirai. Male competitor of the year. Finn Balor? That's actually a good guess. Johnny Gargano. Adam Cole. Like, I, I disagree with that. It's, it, it should be either Gargano or Finn, in my opinion. Now. I think Finn for the win, but that's me. Uh, Big D, you better get this right. What is the match of the year? Well, in my opinion, there were two. 
I'm so disappointed in you. you that those were both wrong, Madam B. Uh, No, the match of, the match of the year, and I definitely agree with this. Is Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly Takeover Thirty One? Ah, oh, crap! That to me was the best match th- this whole entire WWE year. Uh, I'm gonna have to agree, and they're gonna redo it for New Year's Evil, which I mean. I gave it a five star for a reason, um, and I and I only have two that can claim to that. Two matches. Um, this one in the uh, 2020 Men's Royal Rumble. Now, yeah. future star of the year. Hmm. Leon Ruff. That's a good one. Austin Theory. Oh. Right? Now, the overall competitor of the year. Either Gargano or Adam Cole. Or which one? Which one is the overall competitor of the year? Uh, Adam Cole. Io Shirai. Mm-hmm. Now, as for the matches, you had Bronson Reed defeating um, Isaiah Swerve Scott. You had the Grizzly Young Veterans defeating Brizongo, so they're going down the card even in NXT. <laughs> yeah. Mercedes Martinez defeating uh, Valentina Ferdos. I've never heard of her before. Roderick Strong versus Pete Dunne. Oh my gosh. Yay! Somebody somebody is going to die. Yeah. Nobody did, but Pete Dunne beat the crap out of Rich about of uh, Rich Swan. Roderick Strong. Mhm. I mean, heck, if Dunne was an impact, he beat Rich Swan too. Oh, that's true. So you had a pro so you had a Pretty good um, promo package for Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, Damian Priest ta- attacking Karrion Cross. Who's the baby face? Damian Priest. Never mind. Next. Yeah, it's, it's Damian Priest. I had to remind uh, myself. Karrion Cross is is definitely the heel in this one. And I can I just say how much I'm loving. Scarlett, um, in her current role, and how well she's doing. She's perfected it. Like that's that. I think that's her calling as like a as a great manager. She's a pretty good wrestler. I'll give you that. I just hate the Canadian Destroyer. Um, yeah, I know. But she's really good as a valet, as a manager, as a mouthpiece. She does excellent, and, and in this role, it's just like you see her. 
incarnation, her current character, and she is thriving in it. It. I think that's the thing that I love the most is that you see her and she is thriving and she's doing so well. And, you know, stuff like that that makes me happy. But do you know why she's thriving? Why she's thriving so well? Why? She's with her fiance, husband, whatever happened. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Remember, a great great manager has that chemistry with the wrestler that they are. That is a very good point. I think I think once the once the personas come off and the real people come out, that that is when they shine the most. Because I bet you, I'm willing to bet you dollars we know that they look back on stuff that they have done and they sit there and laugh, going, "What the frick? So what the heck was that? You know, or whatever." Like you have, um, like, if, oh my gosh, I, I can just imagine this as a Vince Russo idea because you already have dinner with the Garganos. Now, I bet you down the road you're going to have keeping up with the crosses. say like if 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 um if Becky Lynch gave birth to a boy it would have been two and a half men. Oh my god <laughs> I'm not even gonna put you in the corner for that. <laughs> you know what's that part? Everybody's thinking it. We already know who the half man is. Yeah. So keep, keep... Oh shut up. <laughs> Alright so back on track here. Um we Ripley talked about a friendship with Raquel Gonzalez. She opened up her heart to someone she considered a close friend who didn't turn on her. Then Gonzalez mocked her, saying she planned this the whole time. That's good enough for me. That's good enough for me. You know, it's pretty easy to follow. Raquel Gonzalez uh, turned on Dakota Kai. 
No, Rhea Ripley. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, if I said Dakota, I apologize. Um, you had the. Oh gosh. The freaking Lucha House Party defeating Legado del Fantasma. Wait, what? House Party showed up? House Party showed up. Re- William Regal made the match official. And Lince Dorado and Grand Metalik uh, defeated Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde. Well, damn. Well, okay, so they, they just needed the weak link, though. Yes. And you have Bob Rowe stand in Dexter Loomis painting. Um, es- well, you know, obviously he's been painting matches. Announcing Escobar would fight Grand Metalik at New Year's Evil. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting to see Grand Method League finally getting that push. And in the main event, you had Gargano, Gargano, Gargano taking on Leon. Boy, he's rough. Yes, um, so this match was actually really good, uh, but Gargano did retain, but obviously Leon Ruff has come into his own over the past couple of weeks, especially with his run as champ, and then Gargano has been Gargano since Gargano, 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 and, um, yeah, this was a really fun match, uh, Gargano, what was it, the chat, um, Leon Ruff hit him with a flatliner outside and then went for a huge frog splash for a two, then Gargano ducked Ruff in the corner, bashing him face first into the top turnbuckle before hitting the one final beat for the three. Nice. Yes. So Gargano is actually winning, to quote Charlie Sheen. And did he win fairly or did he win like a chicken shit way? Well, you just... Well, there wasn't not a lot. There wasn't a lot of shenanigans, so he okay. did win clean. Okay. So solid for NXT. Now let's go to AEW, who's been having a lot of controversy with the whole copyright thing. Which there was an update provided on that, wasn't there? There was. Um, it's it is it is AEW. It's pretty much them just going to WWE route, saying that you all you can you can only use a certain amount of content before you get a, you know you get striked. Uh-huh. So it is what it is. A lot of people don't like it, but whatever. Yeah. It's their content. They can do whatever the heck they want with it, I guess. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's This kind of goes into our next topic. Sadly, we had a death in wrestling. Again. Again. Um, one of them was uh, Danny Hodge. And for, the, for those of you who don't know Danny Hodge, he's the, he's the, he's the, um, the Olympian dude who um, crushed apples with his bare hands. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Uh, the guy with the the guy with the multiple tendons in his hand, the firm grip dude. Oh, 
from Perry, Oklahoma, aka the wrestling capital of the world. If I mean Jack Swagger's from there, so there you go. I was just gonna say. I didn't hear from it. I didn't hear about it until Yeah, he died Christmas Eve. Wow. Yep, he was um eighty eight years old. Yeah. He has a great amateur wrestling career too. Uh, men's e- men's freestyle. He represented the United States in the 1956 Melbourne Olympic Games. He's um, okay. I'll just list some of the uh, championships and accomplishments. Cauliflower Alley Club, Art Abrams Lifetime Achievement Award in 2004, Luthez Award in 2007. Wow. Yeah. Big deal. Mm-hmm. And also, NWA Tri-State Area, he was the North American Heavyweight Champion three times, United States Tag Team Champion five times, and Junior Heavyweight Champion seven times. In Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame and Museum, he is the, he's um, in the class of 2007, and he's in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame class of 1996, and will be inducted into the International Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame of this year. Good. So he is a very big deal, uh, one of the pioneers, especially throughout the, uh, the 50s and 70s. Mm-hmm. Now the most, uh, I'll probably say the most noteworthy because this is um, a guy who was, who's, who's, I don't want to say rel, I, I can't, I guess you can say relevant, but you know, new into the wrestling world. Uh-huh. Is uh, John Huber? Yes. Who is John Huber? He wrestled. Um, as Luke Harper in the WWE, as well as in the Independence and AEW as Brody Lee. Yeah. And um, he was gone after he dropped the uh, TNT Championship to Cody. And uh-huh. that was kind of, I was just like, is he ever going to come back? But apparently, yeah, according to... I was a little nervous about his status for a while, and they yeah. kind of kept it very low which is what I kind of like. Yeah. Um, so, Amanda Huber, his um, his wife, um, pretty much stated that he was um, having lung problems. He was, because um, one, um, he was going to go for a bike ride, which is how he does cardio. And at this rare occurrence, he just could not breathe. He had trouble breathing. He couldn't do it. So he was in the ER for a while. And um, the day after Christmas, he sadly passed away. Yeah. This shocked me. It did. And they went out of their way to make sure to say that it was a non-COVID-related issue. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, but yeah, it was shocking. He was 41. He was 
young. He, it, it was something that no one saw coming, which is so, which I think is what's so shocking about it all. And they, they kept the nature of his condition very quiet too. Yeah, he, he. I didn't know this, but he was in the hospital since October. Oh yeah, ever since he dropped the title, he was he was in he was in the hospital. It was like oh man, but they really made but like but they were really discreet about the whole thing. It's like no one knew what was going on at all unless you were close to him. Right, and like the girl chief didn't even know which if they did, they weren't gonna say it. Yeah. Well, some won't, but you have some assholes who will, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, in terms of his legacy, man, he's been known as one of the nicest people on the face of this earth and also one of the best fathers in the pro wrestling world. He's up there with Mick Foley, and that's saying oh. something. Oh, yeah, definitely. And what I love about it is the, how... <clears throat> How Tony Khan, uh, speaking of somebody who has gone out of his way, yeah, we have been critical of Tony Khan in the past, but how he handled this and what he has done for the Huber family, not just to ensure, you know, John's legacy with buying the Tom Waits song that was played over his uh, video package for the Go out of your way, out of their way to make sure 
apologize, but that was that that whole show touched my heart in so many good ways. So let's talk about the show. Um, this is this to me was the best tribute show I've ever seen. Better than the Owen Hart one. Yep. Better than the Eddie Guerrero one. Yeah. Uh, that's top three there for you. Um, I love how, I mean, even on Raw, I mean, yet they've gotten controversy with the whole just using the graphic and not doing the whole tribute. And you can take you can take that for what it's worth. I think it's because he was with the rival promotion, but even but still... He spent years in your company. Give him a little more than just a graphic, please. I but I, I do I do like how they use some of his catchphrases, especially the one on Twitter. It's like, it's oh, it's Monday, you know what that means. Oh, it's Wednesday, you know what that means. Yeah. And um, they did the 10 Bell Salute on AW. They, they, it was a Dark Order Fest. They got over huge this show. Um, you had Young Bucks and Cole Cabana defeating Matt Hardy in Private Party. You had Lance Archer coming out in in the uh, CZW Luke Harper or, or or either the CZW Brody Lee attire or the Luke Harper attire. You be the judge of that. Stu Grayson and Evil Uno defeating Eddie Kingston, the Butcher and the Blade. You had Hangman Page, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver in his mini Brody Lee attire taking on MJF, Santana, and Ortiz. MJF's, a lot of people's like, oh, why does, how come MJF doesn't have a Brody Lee wristband? Dude is a heel inside and outside the ring, so I get that. And he had a spot with Brody Lee when, with a Brody Lee Jr. negative one when he, um, negative one whacked him with the kendo stick. And tearjerker of the night, Anna Jay and Tay Conti taking on Britt Baker and Penelope Ford. You can tell the emotion that Anna Jay was feeling right now. I mean, at yeah, that very I, moment. I, mean, I loved Anna Jay before, but seeing her do the, the Dark Order claw pose, I, I'm not sure what it's called, and it was seeing her tear up, that I felt that in my core. I'm like... As much as I, that match was emotional, but to me, the main event is even more of that. Yes, um, Team Taz taking on Dark Order's Preston Vance, or number 10, Cody Rose and Orange Cassidy, who gave um, him a hand bump to Mr. Brody uh, Lee Jr. Negative one, a little. A little. Yeah. So. Obviously, team uh, team Dark Order won throughout the whole match, and I think I mean, throughout the whole show, um, you had Team Taz trying to get the comeuppance, and Darby Allen came out, then Sting came out alongside of him. I thought that was cool, and then like you said before, the the one final goodbye when Tony Khan gave um, Brody Lee Jr. the TNT Championship. So they're obviously going to come back with a new design for the um, current TNT Champion. Uh, Darby Allen. Yeah. But this was great. Um, his wife Amanda was in the ring. She was bursting. She was in tears, just laying the boots in the ring. This whole show was a great freaking send off. I, I I and I didn't even mention the testimonials from John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, and Jericho. Jer- oh, Jericho. 
to me it was Eddie Kingston. Eddie no. Kingston, like I knew him and Brody Lee went way back. Oh yeah. And Eddie Kingston's testimonial hit me so hard. Yeah. Like that's the first time I've seen that dude cry. Yeah, I mean you've. I mean people tweeted. Yeah, people sending tweets out of, you know, every people just sending tweets about the passing of Brody Lee, um, Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, Natalia, just to name a few. Xavier Woods, especially from Up Up Down Down, just um, seeing Brody Lee just um, on the Up Up Down Down show was just was always awesome. And also New Legacy, um, New Legacy Inc. One of our shout out members, um, they were shocked to hear Brody Lee's passing because they know Brody Lee as a charitable guy. I mean, they actually went on the New Legacy's um, Fight Back charity show, their charity stream that they do for the Canadian Cancer Society. Yeah. And he participated. And you had Xavier Woods on there, Cole Cabana, Evo Uno, uh, Dakota Kai, and Brody Lee on the show. I was going to mention that. I was going to mention that because I was just like, and speaking of, uh, speaking of heart, heartbreak, uh, speaking of heartbreaking tearjerkers, you had Eric Redbeard show up mm-hmm. on AEW, which, which is a one-off, people. He's, I, I realized that, you know, it was kind of obvious that it was just a one-off appearance. And um, he had the Brody Lee shirt, which, all, which you know, all the fun, which all the um, contributions go to um, the family. Yeah. And I love the sign, you know, goodbye, my brother, for now. See, see you down the road. See you down the road, yes. And this was a great send-off. It was perfect. Yes. I uh, mean... One thing that I do like, speaking of shirts and stuff, uh-huh. is the Punk and Alfred for the next two months that all of his proceeds from his merchandise sale via pro wrestling, our pro wrestling team will go straight to the family. And then pro wrestling team coming out and saying that I think for like two months, I think they said 50% or something of that nature will go towards the family as well. That is awesome. Now, mind you, for those who are listening and thinking, well, 25, 50%, that's not a lot. They are still a working company. They still have people to pay, and they still have merchant or they still have product they have to purchase to make to, to make that merchandise. And the fact that it's a, you know think about it, 50 percent. That's a big chunk. It and is. The fact that they're willing to go out of their way. It's, 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 
Yeah, and, appar- and apparently the viewers thought it a big deal too. I mean, I know the viewership is doesn't doesn't mean crap at this point, but I'm gonna mention it a little bit. AEW just smoked NXT. Nine seventy seven no not what was it nine hundred seventy seven thousand to five eighty six thousand. That 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 yeah. And in the demographic, good freaking point twelve in the eighteen to forty nine for NXT and a point forty for AEW. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, so it's, but yeah, that it that that doesn't mean anything. Because um, it was a celebration of life, and that's what it should have been. It was just a great tribute, and you know, as we talked about how Brody Lee was outside of the ring, he was a kind of sweethearted person to multiple people, as well as being a great family man. And this was a great way to honor him. card and to Danny Hodge and John Huber we will have our traditional 10 seconds of silence starting right now thank you So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our main event of the evening. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the main event of the evening. Besides Charlie Haas uh, wrestling Aaron Mercer from uh, SWE Fury taping back in November, so it's great to see him back. Uh, and not so there's a couple things we have our year in review but first Hungry Bum the what? the Hungry Bum the Hungry Bum no the Hungry Bum oh what's that? you know what it is it's every gear that most women it's 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 Mainly every gear that you see women wrestling, women wrestlers wear. Uh, um, the hungry bum. Okay. 
the Hungry Bum. I mean, we've seen it with multiple people. We've seen it with Tony Storm. We've seen it with Jordan and Grace. We've seen it with Priscilla Kelly. Yeah. And Scarlett. I'm just like, why? Because you have been shaking your head at this for so many years. That's why Katie Forbes is not wrestling right now. Yeah. I mean, I felt bad for Jordan Grace. I think it was, was it this year or last year or something? There was a picture of her while she was, no, it was actually a few years ago. Her with Brian Cage, where Brian Cage was attempting to do the suplex and it turned into like some kind of a common wedgie from hell. I'm like, Exactly. <laughs> now, t- and also, you had the uh, infamous Rebel um, Shelly Martinez match where Shelly had the hungry bum and it caused a vag slip. So they really need to revamp their gear. <laughs> Yeah, like Can like Candice LeRae, for example. Uh huh. Perfect attire for a women's wrestler. Yeah. I mean, Rhea heck, Ripley. He, Rhea Ripley. Yeah, attire for a woman's wrestler. Yeah, Dakota uh, Dakota uh, Kai. Thank you for saying that. Uh-huh. Dakota Kai, EO. You know, you don't you don't need hungry bum. There you go. <laughs> yeah, make an OnlyFans. Make a Patreon. You know, it's like... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of those... Mm. Okay, deep <laughs> Ten years ago, Hungry Bum was okay. But there are some that don't... But now, it's like you don't need it anymore, especially if you want to be taken more seriously as an athlete. You have to have the attire for it. You know, I'm glad that Jordan Grace is also going more, uh, going more or less away from the hungry bum, if you will. Mm-hmm. And going, uh, you know, I don't even want to t- call it conservative. I want to call it practical. Yeah. That's what it is. It's a more practical gear. It's, Name some of the worst hungry bum attires that you've seen. Um, early Diana Perrazzo. Scarlet no. Bort. To... No. When she was auditioning for NXT, she had like a Ferrari gear with full on hungry butt. Um, for me, it's Scarlet um, Bordeaux. Her hungry bum was 
extremely obvious. I got the best one. What? Maria Canella's been at the, uh, when she was with the Kingdom. Oh my god. Well, that's not wrestling. She was a valet. Yeah, but still, she had a full on Hungry Bum. I mean. Yeah. It, her and Christy Hemi were the worst when it came to Hungry Bum. Yeah. She almost, <laughs> she almost had a cooter slip. Um, like there, and then there's people who shouldn't have hungry bum, like Tony Storm, for example, because that would be disastrous. Oh God, no. <laughs> and Ember yeah. Moon. Yes. And who? And yeah. Ember Moon. Anna J. Anna J. Anna J. like on the borderline of getting hungry bum. I'm just like, please don't. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? It's kind of hungry, kind of not. It's, it's not yeah, hungry. her and her and Tay Conti. Um, I like uh, you know what Tay Conti's hungry bum. I really don't mind that because it's eh. it's not it's not obvious. It's not no. super obvious. No. Yeah. Um, what what was one? Oh, when Sasha Banks got that wedgie and. When Sasha Banks got the wedgie from Hell in the Cell 2016. Well, hungry. Um, really, Paige. Paige had a bit of a hungry bomb there for. No, she didn't. Well, that was also during the Divas era. Paige never had. Wait, hold on, hold on. I disagree on that. Paige never. Paige never had a hungry bomb. Okay. Yeah, um, I would say like yeah yeah that that happened. Um, Mandy Rose for a period of time. Yes, yeah, she, she did. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I'm just glad Naomi never went that route when no, she no, left. No, what? What? I don't think the world is ready for a hungry bum like that. Nah. <laughs> no way. Or just break that. <laughs> that bum would break the internet. It would have eaten 2020, and in the words of Ryback, more. Now let's talk. Well, we gotta talk to Jimmy, but let's talk about um, Katie Katie Forbes with the worst hungry bum of the century. Right. She's like, she's like, she's like Sunny. She's like Sunny. She has no shame. She has zero shame at all, and even she admits openly. Um, I think I saw her make a comment on an Instagram post once. Um, I'm the thoughtiest of all the thoughts, and I'm like, well, kudos to you, sweetheart. At least she admitted. Um, and I was like, okay, I'll give, I'll give credit where it's due, because. No, I, I'll give credit where it's due because I, you know, at least she says it. At least she said it out, out loud. Excuse me, I had a bullshit. At least she says it out loud. 
we got to teach kids, teach kids. My, right? my, my thing about that is, is that she knows her worth. Thank you, that's it. And she's using her assets to get said worth, which no man, no person, man, woman, or non-binary yeah. should say other. That, that is that is true. To me, that's the epitome of the American goal. Knowing your worth, using your assets to be able to achieve said worth. There you yeah. go. Confidence, confidence is the ma- confidence is the uh, priority. Skills are the minority. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's at that point. And it's, I tell I tell Queen every day mm-hmm. when she sits there and she doubts herself or I can't pull this look off or why do all these big girls look so pretty look more prettier than me? And I'm like, you know what they have that you don't? And she says what? And I'm like, confidence. Yeah. Exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna create I'm gonna create a shirt one of uh-huh. these days. I'm gonna create a shirt that has a key on it and engraved in that key will have the word confidence. I will get it, I will buy it, and I will rock it. There you go. Because confidence is key, ladies and gentlemen. Now yes. year in review. Um I can sum twenty twenty up and well, we're not talk. We're not talking about the year of 2020. We're talking about our year. Well, I can sum that up as well. What? A roller coaster of emotions, both positive and negative. What we have to look forward to is the growth of our podcast, the growth of us as individuals, and the growth of the growth as us as a family. Wow. There you go. That's a fortune cookie shit. 2020, big daddy D. And guess what? I can officially do this. What? We're going to stretch this podcast out so many people. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> nice. You can. You told me I had to use that line after the first of the year. It's officially after the first of the year. Therefore, Queen, I can use it. I didn't think I could. Yep, there you go. The veil has been, the, uh, the, the gates have been opened. So. <laughs> So, in terms of episodes, I mean, we have uh, at over like 30 of them. Uh, um, just go back a few. Like, what are some of your greatest moments of this podcast throughout the year? Besides us hitting 1,000 views. And now we're at 1.2 thousand. You gave us a heart attack when you said uh, 1.2. We're like, holy crap, where did we pick up the other million? No, not 1.2 mil, 1.2 thousand. Yeah. And reviewing and reviewing Christian Miracle's reaction to it, which I'm sorry, I still play that when I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> Power goes off. Yes. <laughs> it, it's so nice when a fellow nerd just has a nerd boner over something. Um, and then another, the other cat. It's called nerdgasm. Awards, we have to do this. 
Contender, okay. contender, okay. chicken tender. Us having to break the news that the wrestling podcast that we do would not be making the trip to Tampa. Yeah, that was a hard because thing. Because of the BS. Yep. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. It's, this entire year was just, I think I could sum it up in three words, which is batshit nuts. Um, <laughs> it was, but in the words of, you know, I'm making a book of quotes, uh, life lessons from unexpected um, places. One of them is definitely going to be uh, Tim Gunn, make it work. Um, and that's exactly what we did. You know, yeah. we're making it work. That is true. That is indeed true. So, um, while we're talking about crazy ideas, uh huh. Here's a January sixth at seven p.m. on YouTube. If you search MLW's King of Coliseum, they are in Texas. Okay. Your main event is the MLW heavyweight cha- or middleweight champion. Marion Reed Byron. or Byron Reed versus Leo Rush. Mm. Then you also have the national openweight title fight between Alex Hammerstone and Maz Kruger. Simon Gotch versus Jordan Oliver in a grudge match. I thought it was and Simon Grimm. And the reason why I will be watching to the next, you have the Dirty Blondes with Ariel, or uh, Aria Blake. Aria. Aria Blake versus the Von Erics. Yep. With the Texas Tornado World Tag Team Championship. I want to see this new generation of honors. I want to see if they hold the family legacy. Yep. Agree. Mm-hmm. So this is exciting. I, but let's see. There's that, and uh, what other? I think also the wife decision we made all year was officially deciding where we are not going to put ourselves mentally through the anguish of not of reviewing a non-big four review. Because yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, I mean, there have been times where we've had, where Frosty and I have had conversations off air of one, especially after a non-big four pay-per-view where we're sitting there going, what the hell was that? Yeah, like, what the hell are we watching? Yeah, and we, you know, we're sitting there, which, and, and that was finally, you know, Big Frosty put his foot down. And he put it down in a big bad way and said, I am not, we are not doing this anymore. He's like, I cannot take it. I will literally lose my shit. And yeah. So, yeah. Put it to a vote. Everyone agreed and we moved on. And I think <laughs> so, it concrete. We haven't, watched, we haven't watched a Monday or Thursday night. Right. Or Friday night and since then. Yeah. And you know what? We're all better for it. Yeah, because um, after TLC 20.
Like after TLC 2019 and after the whole McMahon thing, oh, we're giving the people what you want. And then it just goes back to the same old, same old. I'm just like, I'm done. I am done. Yeah, yeah walking away. Walk away. So um, I got some news for you. Um, Spotify was so nice to us. Was was uh, nice enough to make a 2020 wrapped. Oh. So let's see what they. Ha- I'll sh- I'll show you. My voice. Our voice resonated around the world in two countries. Wow. Yes. So that's pretty interesting. It's and I'm pretty sure it's Ireland too. Thanks to the OSW boys. And we made big gains in followers, three hundred percent. Just keep growing. Just keep growing. We dropped two thousand eight hundred seventy-one minutes of content in over thirty-one episodes. A lot of that's probably going to be a WrestleMania series. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. If somebody wants to go out there and do the amount of times that either me or Agent Frosty dropped the F bomb. Oh, the F bomb counter? You put in a lot of F bombs. I'm I'm pretty certain you did. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that that was a lot of content, I just realized. Yeah, we we really been trying to push the content. We've really been trying to you know. Well, we've also been also legitim- trying to legitimize, legitimize or legitimize our usage of our time more wisely. Yes, agree. Hence why we have the format we have now, which is either Friday night or Saturday morning. We are relaxed. So, you ready for this? Yeah. So, we have four unique listeners the last seven days. That's nothing. Um, Our rate in terms of plays has been skyrocketing. We've been hitting all-time numbers. December 15th. From December 9th to December 15th, 2020, we had our highest number of views. 87. Not to mention, we uh, at, we stand right now at uh, 1,254. Remember when it took us a year and a half to reach 1,000? Yeah. We are a quarter in to 2,000. We're just, we're just, we're just moving right along. This is awesome. Singing a song as Sonic does. And December 30th to January 5th, we have 60 plays. And guess who's been... And a lot of people have been enjoying our TakeOver, predi- our takeover um, prediction and review, as well as our Survivor Series one. Who? A lot of people liked 
the uh, dream matches and feuds and eight and the all-out one i don't know why i thought it was cringe um the takeover 30 <laughs> maybe that's why they liked it so much because we thought it was cringe yeah uh and we got some love for our wrestlemania ones as well yeah, so everybody was able to stomach the uh, four hours of play. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they had to put something on to go to sleep. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, 95% of our listeners from the United States, 2% are from Ireland, 1% from the United Kingdom, and then you have a small percentage uh, from the following countries. India, France, Canada, Australia, Germany, uh, Singapore, and Kuwait. Yes. Wow. Whoever is from Kuwait and listens to this, we thank you very, very much. So. Yeah, that, that is astounding. And of course, to our friends over in Australia. Thank you very much to our friends in Canada. Thanks for putting up with your southern brethren. Yes. Yeah. I love that, southern brethren. So let's talk about our demographics. What is our highest demographic? Uh, 18 to 34. 30, I, I'm going to say the middle age bracket, which is 35 to 50. No, yeah, it's people right. younger. Right. It's actually people younger than us, 23 to 27. Whoa! <laughs> and then it's. Um, People slightly older than us, 35 to 44. God, we're going to be in that. We're in that bracket. And then you have um, 45 to 59, then it's 28 to 34, then it's 18 to 22. So we're not reaching the 16 plus, or, and we're not reaching people below 17. But still... Having people younger and older than us, especially people older than us, listening to us. Oh, yeah. Well, because I think, it, and I think a lot of that kind of comes to the idea of um, we're not afraid to go backwards a little bit and kind of acknowledge the history. Yeah. Which is what I think a lot of people really kind of glom onto a little a bit. You know, they really like that, that we're willing to do these deep these deep dives into the history of this sport. Agreed. So, like, we're not afraid to go backwards. So, I'm also going to bring up the uh, percentage in terms of gender. Okay. We are not... Okay, so, it's weird. We're not reaching the non-binary market, but the non-specified market is 40%. Cool. Thank you, non-specified individual. <laughs> so, um, Matt, Madam B will appreciate this very much. Okay. Between males and females, mm-hmm. there's a 16% and a 44%. Guess which one is the 44%? Chicks. Chicks. Yes, we have a lot of lady listeners, and for that, I thank you. Wow. Thank you, ladies, for coming to our lovely little tea party. Maybe it's because they love my sensual voice. I was about to say, the Big Daddy effect. I've got that Big Daddy effect. 
That's yeah, another. That's another shirt. Yeah, you're, you're the you're the Pied Piper of all these lovely ladies. You just start saying hello, and they just go hello, ladies. Oh, we just lost five viewers. No. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, yeah, so a lot of people are listening us, listening to us via Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other platforms such as iHeartRadio. So there's that. So that's like, so we have been making a lot of strides, man. And I, I always t- tell people this. I have a lot of fun doing this show. Definitely. And in terms of our listening platforms, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and obviously Spotify, which I think has been helping us loads. (laughs) episode guess which one was the was our most viewed uh one of the wrestlemanias war games uh big d was correct it was one of the wrestlemanias <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> which one which one take a guess the 2000s you are correct yeah. It was the two it was the three hour one. Wow. So yeah, the two thousands one was um yeah. That was our that's our highest viewed show. That's insane. Second being the our anniversary show and takeover thirty one predictions. That's insane. Mm-hmm. I know, I'm, I was just like, out of all shows, that one, I gotta look back and see what made that 
you know, the best one ever. I think a lot of it is just that we were answering questions. Like, we had to give up our, uh, we had to give up our origin story, which, you know, we weren't able to draw or anything. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it's, um, Yeah. So I think that might have something to do with it. Now, let's get to our favorite ones. Our favorite segments. Favorite segments, favorite moments, uh, whether it be hilarious or heartwarming throughout this, throughout our entire year of 2020 in podcasting. Um, my attempt at doing a theme song for Big, for big D's... Uh, <laughs> that was hilarious for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> it, it was terrible. And it's Big Daddy. Let her rip. Morning, I, was so I will admit I was so tired that uh, my brain was just looping. So I was just I was just trying to come up with like something really cute because I knew it was going to be these two guys talking for forty for a considerable amount of time and I would not get a word in that hey, 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 my segments were the smallest segments on this damn podcast. <laughs> I know. I'm not saying they were bad. I'm just like, I was trying to leave throw in my little sprinkles and yeah, you some were good and some failed. You have multiple sprinkles in different segments. Yes. Okay, let's name some of Big D's um, shining moments in 2020. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna have to go find it on the doc in in the docs. I uh, I can't remember it now, but he was, but it was literally he predicted every single match, and he predicted how it was all gonna go down, and he and he got a chapter and verse, and I was like, what the heck? Yeah, he had. Yeah, he's. We we forgot to talk about the freaking um. What what was it? The uh, championship reigns that we had, the head-to-head predictions, which will be back this year, starting with the Royal Rumble. Yay! So let's talk. About, so let's go through. Let's go. Go ahead. I said I plan on retaining. So let's see. From all out to 2019 to Takeover 31, mm-hmm. we've had so many title switches, right? So I'm going to name who won and what pay-per-view with how many points. Ready? All Out 2019, Adrian Frost won with five points. Takeover Cardiff, Frost and Madam B tied for three points. Clash of Champions, Madam B won with nine points. I'm still mad about that. <laughs> oh, Hell in a Cell 2019, Madam B retained with two and a half points. So there was a long streak where Big Daddy did not have anything. Um, 
Bound for Glory 2019, I won with three points. Full Gear 2019, you won with five. Uh, Madam B won with five and a half. Takeover War wow. Games, Agent Frost won with uh, 3.5. Survivor Series 2019 with three points. But the Takeover War Games one was so freaking close. Like the deciding, the deciding vote was a half point. Yeah. Into the NWA's into the fire. Big D won his first championship with three points. Mm-hmm. Heading into the Royal Rumble, no, not not Royal Rumble. TLC twenty nineteen. Big D retained with four points. Takeover Portland, I won with seven. Uh, Revolution, I won with 5.5. Money in the Bank, I won with 3. Double or Nothing, I won with 3.5. Well, no, it was a tie between me me and Madam B with (laughs) 3.5. Yeah. Takeover in Your House, Big D won with 4. Backlash 2020, you won with 4 points. Takeover 30, Big D won with 2 points. SummerSlam 2020, I finally got the belt back with 4.5 points. All Out 2020, I retained with 7 points. And in TakeOver 31, Big D won with 4 points. So he currently has the belt. Uh, Royal Rumble is on. It's on. Yeah. Royal I don't think she'll be physical, but I think she'll make an appearance. I said an appearance. I didn't say wrestling, but make an appearance. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, her first match back will be at Mania. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Big D, some, some, some of Big D's hilarious moments was the freaking, um, uh, it, was a, it was also some of our headlock ones as well. But I think one of our best ones was when we, when me and him were reviewing All Out. No, wait, that was 2019. That doesn't count. So I gotta go into 20. <laughs> I gotta go into 2020. Oh, yeah, it was the um shoot. I think it was when we had the um. It I think it was one. Of, it was either one of the WrestleManias. It was during his football segments. Uh-huh. When he. Like, got it was one. It was one point where he literally got the, the winner and the points right. Yeah. And I was just like, how in the world is that possible? He always gets this wrong. Yeah, I remember that. That that was one of the, the moments where we were like, how in the heck did you do that? And he goes, I don't know. Now, in terms of Madam B, what was some of Madam B's shining moments? I think it was a time when, like, you memorized all the superstar shoutouts. Oh, yeah. For the very. The day that I finally memorized, the the day that I finally 
you know, that I got them all down. <laughs> yeah, and also, um, in Big D's note, Big D playing the Russian judge for Clash of Champions. Oh, God, that was so funny. Um, I mean, yeah, I know it's last year, but whatever. Um, and then, obviously, my shining moments. Which I yeah I always do so I it's it's kind of it's kind of non important, but I think it it was when I was driving to point. What? Just a rant anymore. I no, think my just a rant. You rant is when you rant is for a valid purpose. Like the last time you ranted to me was about the possible censorship on the internet, and mm-hmm. that's something that I'm I'm very much against. You know, I'm sorry if you don't like certain material on the internet, you can always you know close the freaking window. Right. Or you not listen to that particular YouTube video or you could, you know, there, there, there's so much stuff you could do other than sit there and have a hissy fit over what someone is posting as long as it's, you know, a, a person of legal age and so on and so forth and, you know, they're, they're taking all the right precautions. Exactly. But, yeah, I mean, and if someone is just criticizing something then, you know, whether it's a company or whatever, should be able to take that in stride, but now that we know more about that situation, it's, it's like, you know, it is what it is, but on the same token, it doesn't mean I gotta like it. Right. I think my most shining moment in terms of fans is when I finally gave out not one, but two five-star matches. Yes, which I did not think would ever happen, because you're kind of like Brian Zane in this, and that you don't necessarily believe that there is such a thing as a perfect match until you see it, and then you're in love with it, and you want it, and it's, well, there will never be a perfect match. There's always going to be matches that appeal to us in a way that we think it is perfect, but that's why we have a voting system, because everybody, what Frosty may think is a perfect five-star match, I may say it's four and a half, I just didn't like Vice versa. Which has been the case a lot, you know. But then again, I'm very optimistic and you're pretty darn cynical. There's, um. Uh, I, I am the Russian Yeah. Yeah, and I'm the balance in the force. So there's, um. Uh, so we complement each other, is what we're trying to say. But yeah, my the two matches I gave five stars were the um, Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly match, which I still stand by. Mm-hmm. Perfect five star match. 
and the Royal Rumble based on how well it was booked. Yeah. How well it was booked, how well it was taken care of. It, it, it was just, you know, we kind of saw what we saw coming and then it swerved on us in such a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. So, let's talk about some of our funniest segments. And I have, I have two to throw at you. One of them is the just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, I think that has like been our motto for 2020. Is like, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. And then, yeah. obviously my favorite one is the constant run-on joke of Randy Orton and the Big Show. Because I just kept saying it because I'm just like, you know what? This is ridiculous. I'm just going to keep saying this. Randy Orton and The Big Show. And I just could not stop laughing. There was a moment where I cracked myself even more. It was the um, the Heath chocolate bar segment. <laughs> oh, the what bar? Our version of the what bar segment? No. Um, when I oh, said... You didn't know it was a candy? Yeah. <laughs> the Heath chocolate bar segment. Where I just... Yes. Yep. I love that. The what roll up? What about you, Big D? Oh my. Right. What about you, Big D? What is what are your funniest uh, moments from this podcast this year? Yeah, he did. I got you back for last year's uh, dog joke. <laughs> <laughs> that was two years ago. <laughs> but still, he got you back for it. Now, now explain the dog joke, Tim. Are we going to explain the dog joke? Oh, my gosh. Do we have to? Okay, the dog joke. Because... Okay, this is semi-racist, where I've had dogs bark at me, and obviously I'm an African-American male. And dogs are colorblind, so whenever they see dark images, they start barking. So I'm like, I'm surprised, because there were two of them. There were two dogs barking at me, and they, were both, uh, had, they both had black fur. And I said, I'm surprised they're not barking at each other, and... I just heard a rumbling behind me, and it was Big Daddy just 
bursting out laughing. Yeah, like the Boston, the Boston no brow connection. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. That was awesome. And then you broke me with the freaking dumpster fire one. Yeah, pretty much. Dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. Oh shit! Oh fuck, God, no. Yeah. And then. I think I broke both of you with the freaking um, Roman Reigns tribal tribal chief song. Sorry, chief. So <laughs> sorry, chief. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we had some good moments. And apparently to you, I've gotten more quick-witted with my puns. You have gotten very quick-witted, and I am super proud of you for, for it. And I'm still a king of Cincinnati. This is a four square. You don't have to check in. I win. Okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, Cincinnati, Ohio. Exactly. It's a good old time by all. Yeah. Uh, Here's so the 2021. 2021. <laughs> yeah. So in 2021, um, I know a lot of people just awaiting the uh, new school versus old school. We are doing it. We just got to get everybody together. Yeah. So um, hopefully we'll be getting that stuff out probably around spring. We shall see. You know, once I get better equipment. What happened? We're waiting for the frost to clear. Yes, we are. Very much so. We're just waiting for the, you know, the, the way, the way. <laughs> We're looking for the way, and uh, we'll make our way there. It, it, we have so many exciting things planned. Um... But again, and as soon as we uh, get the Gmail set up for where you guys could directly um, contact us, we will let you all know. But for now, we still have we have the Facebook group, so you can mention things that way. Yep, and um, you can also message us on Anchor.fm or Spotify. Yeah, feel free to do so. Yep. So, ladies. Actually, you guys have an idea for. Uh-huh. Most definitely. All right, um, ladies and gentlefish. That pretty much concludes our year-end review. Uh-huh. 
And so to close out this episode, because we forgot to do this, Superstar Shoutouts with your host, Madam B. They have a new video out on YouTube. Check them out. Um, res- um, wrestling, what was it? Wrestling with Regret reviewed w- WCW Greed, which was their last pay-per-view. They, um, Christian Miracle had a Sins video on Vince McMahon. That's something. And you also that have... Watch. It is awesome. You also have OSW reviewing WrestleMania 11. <laughs> Shoutouts to Deadlock, um, Tony Pizza Guy, CM Pulse, and Johnny, who's also, and also I'm shouting out New Legacy Inc. as well. Brian Alvarez, Vincent Verhey, Craig, and Granny. And let's not forget our friends over at uh, No GQ, especially Mr. Aaron T. Barris. Exactly. And so, good old J.M. Jeff Meacham. Steady Frosty. Ha ha. Um, yes, guys, be safe, be healthy, be strong, be determined. Let's take this year back. Yes, let's, make, let's not make this our year, but let's just you know, remember the ass-kicking we took in the year prior and just learn to grow from it. Yes, let's, it's time to bounce back. Yes, we took our L, it's time to bounce back. Hey, there's a reference for the ages, and we're going to close on that. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in. We'll catch you the next time we do this. That'll be a three-sweet. Here's a 2021.